Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. And good evening, good evening. You are here for one reason. You are here because you need to get your fix with sports. I am Richard the Razor Ewing. We do this every week. This is Game Face. If you are trying to figure out how to cut pineapple to put on your ham, you are on the wrong podcast. If you are trying to figure out which salon to go to to get your hair cut, you are on the wrong podcast. But if you need insight on various sports here in the San Francisco Bay Area, you just put your game face on. And if you need insight on sports across the nation, you have your game face on. Welcome. I am Richard Theresa Ewing. I'm here with my co-host, Mike Deshue Schumann. Mike, what do we got? Well, it's a... Uh... I don't want to say kind of a sad ending, but the 49ers officially eliminated from the playoffs. So the revenge tour is officially over. <laughs> Raiders still have a shot. San Jose State's the best football team in the Bay Area. In the Bay Area, yeah. <laughs> they won the Mountain West Conference for the first time ever because, you know, they haven't won it while they've been in it. So great win over Boise State. We'll talk about that. Look ahead to the Niners and, of course, the Warriors. Take on Kevin Durant. And the Brooklyn Nets tomorrow night to open the NBA season. So let us not, let us we've not got a full player here on Game Face, and uh, and I, I'll, I'll start out. Let me get the, the business out of the way. I, you and I were talking. I, I've turned on the TV today. There's a bowl game on already. <laughs> so season end is Sunday. We got bowl games on Monday. All right, NFL's winding down. We're going to the playoffs while the NBA and college basketball are back. NFL and college football playoffs are right around the corner. With all these sports going on, there are plenty of bets to lock in. So if you're thinking about picking the Lakers to repeat, I know you're not, or someone to upset Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, you need to go to Bet Online AG. And uh, I took a, day, a week off last weekend, didn't put any money down. But for game spreads, totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well, it never closes. So head to bet online AG, take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag. Sign up today, bet online, your online sports book expert. All right, I'm going to start off with a little quote from one of my all-time favorites, Lowell Cohn, who wrote for the Chronicle for years, Santa Rosa Press Democrat. He covered the Niners when I played. Afterwards, his son Grant now covers the 49ers. So here's Lowell's quote on tweet, Twitter. Shanahan made a mistake by telling Mullins to throw the pass that led to the second interception. Did not account for the safety and play design. Now, of course, Shanny doesn't tell Mullins to do that. Shanny is like Mullins. They are analogies for each other. Good until the crisis moment. Maybe Shanny is a backup head coach like Mullins is a backup. <laughs> Have you ever heard that? Never. It was like, I saw that. I go, only Lowell would come up with that. I mean, wow. his son Grant might have, but wow. this is what made Lowell so in interesting. Yeah. And then it uh, goes on. Here's some more tweets. Shanahan's like that guy in baseball. It's 350 in the AAA, gets to the majors and hits 210. <laughs> he's too good to be an offensive coordinator, but he's not a great head coach. 
So these are now all coming out after, of course, that last loss. So uh, let me get this one more. Uh, well, Nick Mullins is like Pedro Feliz. He'll hit 222 home runs, but 16 are going to come in the seventh inning when you're down eight to one. <laughs> it's like, damn. I mean, Twitter is so hateful. But, you know, there's been talk about Shanny, you know, great offensive mind, but does he motivate his players? Does he, you know, is he a good game manager? You know, I've talked about this all year. And, let's, you know, let's go back. You know, they wouldn't trade Nick Mullins in the offseason they thought he was that good of a backup you know now all of a sudden you know he's horrible you know but i'll have to say watching that game the other night every time he dropped back that offensive line is so bad right now yeah you just knew something bad was coming so it was hard to watch kind of an appropriate ending to just a you know just a horrible season i think they had 24 guys on injured reserve they have 40 free agents coming up it's just uh you know normally you have a super bowl window seems to be closing really quick. So, um, you know, first of all, let's start off with Shanahan. You know, Niners are eliminated. Uh, it's kind of an ugly game, but Shanahan's not going anywhere. He just signed an extension. Mm -hmm. You know, I even heard some that said Robert Sala should be the head coach and, and Shanahan, his offensive coordinator, hmm. because Sala knows how to motivate players. You know, and I think Shanahan, a lot of times, I could see it be offsetting as a player you know, where he's not standing up for his mistakes. He's kind of not blaming the players, but he won't take accountability himself. Right. So there's a lot going on there in that locker room that uh, might not bode well. You know, I was talking to you. I said, you know, five of the last six seasons have been losing records. You know, let's not forget that. They went to the Super Bowl last year with a lot of breaks, no injuries, and, uh, you know, things just didn't work out. But a lot to uh, digest here with, you know, just two games left. Well, I, I think, you know, because I'm, I'm here, you know, around the, the Bay Area that there's there's talk of them, you know, talking about next season already, okay, because oh yeah, as you stated, I mean, this season's just about over. But I think, you know, really what needs to happen is is counties have figured out exactly how he's going to – really restructure okay what they're doing and when i say restructure i mean put it to a point where your game plan basically will work because you have the personnel on the field to make it work okay in other words he's talked about the possibility of going with garoppolo well we know garoppolo is a stand in the pocket drop back quarterback okay he's not a mobile quarterback okay well if you do that okay you got to have a good offensive line. Otherwise, no matter who you put back there, it's not going to work. Okay. Now, and none of their quarterbacks are running quarterbacks. No, no, no. But this is the other thing. The other thing is if you switch it up and decide, well, you know what? We're not going to, we're going to, we're going to not keep Garoppolo. Okay. We're going to let him go and we're going to get a mobile quarterback. And if we do that, guess what? You still got to make sure you got to have the personnel to make it work. You have Raheem Mostert, you got Jared McKinnon. And you got Lewis. And my point is, no matter who you run right now, it doesn't matter. You don't have the pieces up front to make it work. Okay, you got to have that. If you don't have it, your game plan is not going to work. Okay, now this game against Dallas was a game that really, at the end of the day, they just handed it to them. Because really, really, when you look at it and you look at the stats, you look at uh, Dallas as a whole, Dallas should not have won that game. 
No. Okay. Dallas won the game because of San Francisco's miscues. The game was tied. It was tied. Even when they were down by three, when it was 27-24, it was still a winnable game. Okay. And the thing that bothers me the most is that once again, here's an opportunity for Kyle to shift a little bit. You know, an opportunity for him to say, okay, you know what? No, uh-uh. Let's pull Mullins now. Pull him out. Pull him out. Bring CJ Beathard in. And, and, and even, even after all of that, even if they would have lost with CJ Beathard at the helm, and you know some reporter would have came to him afterwards and said, well, you know, why did you pull Nick Mullins? He could have stood there, stood his ground, and said why, and it would have been all been, we would have all accepted that. We would have said, well, you know what? Good reason for pulling him. Why? Well, because after that last interception, the last six games, he's thrown six interceptions. That's why you pull him, okay? And that's why you go with Beckford at this point. But he didn't even do that. He just let it continue. And it's just like, you, you have to look and say, okay, what, what you had stated about him, he will not accept, you know, the responsibility as a head coach, man. You know, you got to learn to drive the team. You can't just sit back and let my game plan, my game plan, my game plan. It's like, dude, your game plan isn't working. You have to learn how to change. And, and make think, adjustments. Make day. adjustments, yeah. I just, I just right, you, see that. All right, you talk about, and we talked about it last week, that, you know, he either gets rid of Jimmy, brings in a, a veteran quarterback, drafts one, stays with Jimmy, you know, and uh, Babe Loffenberg played in the league for years as a backup quarterback. Kyle Shanahan, this is from him, 22-8 and eight with Jimmy G as his quarterback. 6-26 and 26 with all others. <laughs> and playing quarterback, Babe said, is not brain surgery. It's more difficult than that. I can find five good brain surgeons in San Francisco. They can't find two quarterbacks there. Wow. I was like, wow. wow. I mean, there's some stuff. Like you said, uh, I think Nick was responsible for 17 points each of the last two games with his turnovers. Yeah. And then the Niners had several more. So, uh, you know, part of that, too, at the end of the year, you know you're pretty much out of it. You know, your focus isn't there. You're just trying to get to the end of the year. But as I said last week, NFL teams don't tank, you know. So yeah. their draft picks about five. If they lose out, they'll be like a fifth to the seventh draft pick. So you can find a pretty good player right there. Yeah, but once so, again, where do you go? Do you go? That's just it. Yeah, yeah, do you go? Do you go with a quarterback, or do you do something with that offensive line? Well, they need a center and guards, and uh, you know, and even McGlinchey at the right tackle, he's been thrown around like a rag doll lately. So all of a sudden, you know, four of their five spots on the offensive line maybe need to be filled, and uh, they've drafted a defense alignment over the years. I think they're pretty set there, although they could use an edge rusher because D Ford won't be back. Uh, Boza will be there. And, you know, Eric Armstead might be a better player with Boza in the lineup. So I'll just throw this away as a bad year for him and give him one more shot. So a lot to be determined. I think they have, I mean, literally close to 40 free agents on that team. And uh, it's just going to be insane. And the cap's going to go down lower. So uh, the biggest decision, though, has to be a quarterback. What are you going to do? This uh, is the other part of it. The other part of it, we saw yesterday on defense, why Uncle Sherm, okay, Richard oh. Sherman, knows that he's not coming back to San Francisco next season, okay? I mean, he couldn't keep up with anybody yesterday. 
I mean, that was just, it was, it was, it was ridiculous to watch. I mean, it got to a point in a while where you literally wanted somebody to walk over and say, hey, man, come on off the field, man. Come on off. Well, come on off. Man, tackles, he was left holding his jock strap. Uh, Pollard put a move on him. Yeah, yeah. And he can't cover. I mean, the joke was he's auditioning for next year to make 800000 instead of $9 million. And he was playing like an eight hundred thousand dollar cornerback. So right, but we um, pick him up at, at even at that price. He he's not, in my opinion. I, I don't. I, you know, you got your nine million. Go and guess what? Who? Okay, who who is going to pay him eight hundred thousand? Nobody, nobody. He's done at cornerback. You know, yeah. he might be able to play safety, but yeah, uh, maybe safety. Yeah, but even then, he, it's just it's time to move on. You got all yeah. these young players there. Witherspoon yeah. started yeah. yesterday. Played a yeah. decent game. Yeah, he did and, play this uh, game, actually. In the last two games, whether Kyle likes it or not, he needs to start looking at his younger players. Yes. You know, uh, C.J. Beathard, I don't think he put him in there because he just knows he's gone. You know, so why even give him a look? Let's let Mullins continue to develop. And uh, I don't know. And a running back, do you want one stud running back or you want to keep doing it with three or four like this? Moster can't stay healthy. Jeff Wilson, Jr., I love him. Um, he got injured too. Jet McKinnon just can't take the pounding of it every down back, you know. So, and Tevin, Tevin Coleman won't be back next year, nor will Jet McKinnon. So, uh, a lot, you know, from a team that was just in the Super Bowl last season, it's like they're gonna have to blow up this whole team, yeah, you know? probably. But you know it's, what? I still got to point this out. I know you're gonna hate me for doing so, but I got to point it out, okay? CJ Beathard gets put in, throws up the Hail Mary, and who makes a catch? Kendrick. Kendrick born. And when he made that catch, I was saying, don't come up dancing. He <laughs> lost the game. And he showed me, so I get a little more respect for him. He was very yeah. professional. Yeah. Didn't do his little thing he does yeah, normally. Yeah, yeah. He just kind of ran off. So but once good he for can, him. And yeah, then he threw can, that thing 70 yards in the air. Yeah, at least. But this is the thing. The thing is, once again, the anomaly finds himself in one of the most, once again, the most un- Unthinkable you know, situation and pulls out a catch. I don't know. No, he's uh, we've talked about it. He's the best acrobatic receiver on the team, but he can't make the, the normal catch. Yeah, the normal Brandon Ayuk, another great game. Yeah, and I, I see where everybody's saying, Oh, he's gonna tear this league up. Well, you always tear the league up in your first year mm-hmm. as a starter, right? Because nobody's seen you before, right? That's like a young player coming from triple A's, a big home run hitter. He does well the first time around, yeah. but then when he faces those pitchers the second time around, he's striking out every time. Yeah. Because NFL players and defensive coordinators figure out how to stop you really quick. Yeah. So Brandon, I would say, might have an off year next year because teams are going to figure him out. Well, you yeah. know the one thing that that I kept trying to figure out about him because I, I was watching him play, and I, and I, he, as far as I'm certain, you know, great athleticism, you know, can definitely see yeah. out. But the one thing that's missing from him with Ayuk's game, he does not have breakaway speed. I was just going to say that. Yeah, after be- the catch. He does not have the ability to leave his defenders once he catches the football. Right. That's the one thing that's, that's hindering him that he does not have. But and- he's playing the, you know, split in the exposition, which, you know, normally the flanker or, you know, Debo is a guy who has that kind of breakaway. So that can be developed because his after the catch, yards after the catch running is phenomenal. Right. But like you said, he just doesn't have that speed to break away because 41 points off turnovers in two games for them. And here's another tweet. Kyle is an elite play caller, but a horrible quarterback evaluator. Wow. 
I know. I think. Well, I think Kyle, because he's an elite play caller, he thinks he can turn a running back, a wide receiver, and a quarterback into great players. And he's done that kind of everywhere he's been, you know. But you know, now it's coming down to, it's coming down to one guy. Jimmy G is the major decision as we go into the draft, and then you know from there on they can decide what they're going to do. Yeah. So, yeah, the pick, there's a quarterback out there. Yeah. Hey, okay. You know, based after this year and last year, I mean, excuse me. Yeah, this year and last year, and even the year before, I would still have some diamond or rough somewhere in my pocket because the problem with keeping Garoppolo is you're just not sure. You're just not sure. Yes, they win when he's at the helm, when he's healthy, when he's on the field, when he's playing. But when he when he gets injured, now you're back to square one again, and you're trying to figure out what to do, what not to do. Well, and because he can't move in the pocket and, you know, run away, he's going to be beat up a lot, you know, because he holds on to the ball too. So, well, there's a major decision to be made there. And uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I'd hate to be in their position right now. You know, and, and well, now, let, me, let, me, let me ask you this real quick, though. Okay, so say, for instance, you decide, okay, look, we're moving on from Garoppolo, okay? And guess what? Uh, the draft picks are probably not that great. So you decide to go to go and look around the league. Who are you looking at? Well, it's Matt Ryan in Atlanta. I've heard, uh, what's the kid down in Miami that Tua took over for? Fitzgerald, Fitzpatrick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's a good veteran player. And he would actually excel in Kyle's offense. He's that kind of guy Kyle looks for. Gets the ball out quick, gets it to the, you know, the guys who can break it. And, uh, you know, and if Aaron Rodgers is unhappy in uh, Green Bay, because, you know, they instead of getting some players in the draft, they drafted a quarterback this year. Mm -hmm. And that's why he's having an MVP year. He already has 40 touchdown passes. <laughs> it's insane. Mm -hmm. And has really not a whole lot of weapons. So I don't know. There's just uh, a lot of decisions to be made. And normally you go to the Super Bowl, you've got a three or four year window, you know, but they just seem with the injuries and, Everything else that's gone on, it's just going to be a tough, tough offseason with a lot of major decisions for them. And uh, I think they now know on that roster who they need to keep and get rid of. Like Trent Taylor, Dante Pettis, C.J. Beathard. You know, there's a lot of players there just taking up roster spaces and not contributing. You know, so uh, a lot to be determined by the 49ers in the offseason. And uh, we'll just have to see what happens. Now, the Raiders still in it. And we watched a great Chiefs-Saints game yesterday. And I said to you before the show, Who's the only team to beat the Chiefs and the Saints this year? The Raiders. The Raiders. <laughs> yeah. All right. So they're hanging by a thread. Uh, chances are pretty slim for them to get in. And uh, and like I said, the best uh, probably football team right now in the Bay Area is San Jose State Spartans. San Jose State, man. Dude, they win the Mountain West for the first time in school history. Uh, beat a pretty good Ohio, uh, Boise State game. Mm -hmm. And uh, and they've had to travel, too. You know, they've, mm -hmm. they've practiced uh, up north in Hawaii. Uh, Arizona, they've been everywhere, Las Vegas, because of the rules and, uh, you know, the South Bay where you can't have live contact. So they won this and did all that under Brent Brennan uh, with, you know, just trying to overcome so many things. So I'm so happy for that team. I know you're connected to them too. So, yeah, I, I just want to give them a shout out. Congratulations. They'll be playing in the Arizona Bowl uh, against Ball State. Yeah. Uh, David Letterman's alma mater. So, uh, mm. Uh, so congratulations to San Jose State. And I watched that entire game. It was a pretty impressive. Defense flies, good quarterback. 
good skill positions. Derek Deese, a former 49ers son, is a tight end on the team. So uh, it was just fun to watch them. Uh, it was my first gig when I got out of football calling the San Jose State games. So uh, I've always had an affiliation with them, and uh, I'm just real happy for them. Well, I'll tell you something else. I think what was really cool is that you looked on Twitter because they, they got a pretty pretty cool Twitter page right now uh, for San Jose State and for the Spartans, but there is a, a, a video of the entire team singing in unison, lean on me. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. You got to see it. It's, it's amazing to watch. I mean, they're all in unison. Everybody's in sync. You can hear the, you know, do, 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 do. You know, they're all into it, man. I was like, wow, man. It's, you know, it's, it's amazing to watch. And really, you got to tip your hat to Mr. Brennan because he's done really just a phenomenal job with that program. And like you said, they've never won the Mountain West division before. That's never happened. So for him to pull that off, obviously, he has united those kids down there amazing job by mr brennan um like i said hey message sent okay to well you know to, unfortunately to with this his name's coming up for some head coaching vacancies so ah. i hate to see the school losing well that's been the, the situation in san jose state their entire history of football yeah they can't it's they a great can't. first stop for a head coach and yeah. a launching pad to the next one so but with that said, let's just congratulate him on this year. Good luck in the Arizona Bowl. Right. Now, I think the big subject for you is the Golden State Warriors tip off tomorrow night against Kevin Durant and the Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Nets. Wow. So, and whoever was scheduled the NBA, they're going, oh, this will be good. This will be good. Let's put Durant against the Warriors in the first game of the year in Brooklyn. Wow. So, anyway, and there's talk that James Wiseman, the seven-foot rookie out of Memphis, may start – and Steve Kerr was, I don't know if he was joking or not on Twitter today, but they said, why not go against the best in your first game ever? Because they put him on Durant. Wow. You know, because Warriors don't, because Draymond is not playing. And you no. said that foot injury? Yeah, he's got a, he got a strained foot. He won't, he won't play. They, they, they did an MRI on him, but the MRI yeah. came back negative. So he's, he's all right. It's just that they don't want him to, to, to injure it even worse than what it is. Uh, that'll be an issue all year in the NBA foot. I'm sure it will. Um, and they just don't have anybody to match up with KD. You know, think about it. They're talking about Pascal, and he's only, what, 6'6"? Six, six? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I mean, KD might just have his way. It would just be a track meet, Steph, KD, Steph, KD, you know, so. Yeah. But uh, I watched them the other night, and they're kind of a, you know, we've been talking about it. They need to replenish the bench, which they have. And it's just kind of fun. Kelly Oubre, Oubre uh, he's a fun guy to watch. He's a player. He's an athlete. And uh, these younger players are also hungry. You know, uh, I think they can make up a difference. So I think it's going to be interesting to watch. I still think they're an eight seed at best. And without Draymond early on, it'll be interesting, too, and to see if that becomes a, a season-long injury. So I don't know. What's your feelings about Brooklyn? I, I I don't know because well, KD, we don't know what he's going to do. You know, this, so. is, this is my, my problem. My problem is this. I expect them to do like most players want to do. You know, they're going to probably going to try to come out the gate fast, try to, you know, score everybody if they, you know, are, you know, a, a, a team to be reckoned with. But I think as the season wears on, I think you're going to see some burnout. Okay. Because the one thing that KD and Kyrie do need to, they need to consider, and you may see some burnout even from Golden State side. Okay, is that right. players are not in their 20s. Okay, 
All right. They're, 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 they've been playing for, for a while now. And I think that that it's it's easy to 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 come out and 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 show what you can do. But as the season wears on, you're, you're gonna be tested. Okay. And I'll tell you something, you're 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 in the east, so you know, they gotta play against the Bucks, they gotta play against the Celtics, you know, they gotta play against some pretty decent teams in the East. And you know, the 76ers are not, they're not gonna be a joke anymore. Okay. They're actually they actually got a pretty decent squad over there. So I, I don't, I mean, this this game is a game well, they'll probably try to come out as hard as they can. They'll probably try and be beat Golden State, you know, and that's great. But once that regular season starts. And they get out there, and then you're looking at 20, 30 games. It's like, ah, now all of a sudden, now we're going to really see who you really are. Okay, now we're going we're gonna to find out. Because I'm going to tell you something. Uh, Kyrie, I don't know, man. It, this guy is kind of a, a strange dude, man. I'm trying to figure him out, man. He's, he's, he's a different cat. Yeah, did, sure. did you see him? He's burning sage on 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 the court. And I'm just going, and, and I get it. It's part of you know worship or whatever, but dude. You're playing basketball right now, okay? You want to burn sage? You're supposed to do that when you out worshiping somewhere. If that's what you're gonna do, uh, but like I said, he just seems like a strange dude, and I, I don't know if if that relationship is gonna meld as is as, as great as everybody thinks it is. Well, yeah, it'll be interesting. Like anytime a, a new player, a superstar comes to your team, you got to find a way to work him in. And but the, you know they have to their advantage, if you ask me, Steve Nash, their head coach. Never been a head coach, no experience, but he watched what Steve Kerr did for the last five years with the Warriors. And I think he'll be like Steve. He knows how to manage egos and players, but will he be an X and O guy on the court? Yeah, that's the beauty of basketball. You can bring in somebody to do that for you. And as I've always said, Steve was great at massaging egos and making getting superstar players to play together. And I think Steve Nash will come from that same sort of mold. And uh, so, but it's just... Uh, I think it's a great first game of the season. <laughs> you know, and then we have Christmas games, you know, three days later. You know, yeah. So. Well, I'll tell you something. I think I think the Warriors, that that second unit, I think those guys are, are guys that are hungrier than last season. I think I, I look for Jordan Poole to have a breakout year. I really do. Um, picking up Oubre was huge. That was just that was that was smart. That was very smart. Very athletic. And, and it's, it's interesting. I, I did want to touch on this for a moment because I was talking about it. I didn't get to talk to you about it. When the Lakers re-signed LeBron, you know, for that contract, I think it was like 89 mil or something like that. And everybody was talking about it like it was a big deal. But I'm going to tell you something. The Lakers, Gene Bus signing LeBron James in that contract, that was a no-brainer. Okay. And it was a no-brainer. Why? It's, it's not because they thought that LeBron was just gonna was just gonna wrangle the NBA. That's not the reason why they did that. They did that because that was a business move, man. Right. You bring, you bring LeBron James into the Lakers. What are you doing? You're, you're putting eyeballs on the Lakers. Everybody knows that. If LeBron doesn't resign, okay, and go, then the eyeballs are gonna shift. Genie had to make that 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 decision. It had to happen. You do not allow, okay, LeBron James, one of the most, you know, celebrated names in the NBA, okay, after you win the title, walk and go somewhere else, okay? You give him a decent contract, you re-sign him, and you bring him back. That's just, that's just, that's just NBA business one-on-one right there. 
So I, everybody should have known that was going to happen. <laughs> well, 38 years old, soon to be 38 too. And for instance, to your point, if LeBron did leave the Lakers, even having uh, Anthony Davis and Kuzma, they're just not the team you want to watch. You know, Anthony Davis is one of the greatest players in the NBA, but it's LeBron who brings the eyeballs. Exactly. You know, so and Kuzma signed, uh, I think, a four-year hundred million. You know, yeah. so he got some payroll down there, and uh, it'll be tough to unseat, but it's going to be interesting. And now, I don't know if you saw that story. Some guy said that uh, he knew Kawhi and he could get Kawhi. He told Jerry West, I'll get Kawhi to come to Clippers. You give me two and a half million. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they got the voicemail. None yeah, of the, and, and the guess figures what? were ever discussed, but. Yeah, uh, and guess what? They're going to they're gonna be, there's going to be some implications behind that because that's, 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 you're not supposed to do that. Okay. You no, can't. that's tampering in a whole different yeah, setting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Jerry West, you wouldn't think he'd have to do that. So, um, yeah, but they anyway, had, I think the NBA season, like I talked about last week, I think they're going to have a hard time completing it. Because you're traveling three and four cities in seven days, you know, yeah. planes, hotels, yeah. you know, guys go out to eat. You just don't know, you know, and yeah. COVID's running rampant. Now they have a mutant form of it coming out of the UK. <laughs> so, uh, and I, I saw where uh, Silver, the commissioner, said he's not going to jump the line to get a vaccine. Yeah, he's not. But he'd like to get his players you know, because all these politicians who were downplaying masks, downplaying COVID, are now jumping in front of the line to get the vaccine. You know, <laughs> be a, you know I say take away their salary, take away their health benefits, and see how they live on six hundred bucks uh, stimulus a month. You know, yeah, so, yeah, such BS. So uh, anyway, going to be an interesting season if they can pull it off. Um, and it's just kind of exciting. I might watch that first game of the NBA, and then you know after that, I'll, I'll probably lose interest in the playoffs. So, okay. uh, and well, they're already I, having issues in college basketball. You know. Well, so. I tell you something. I I I've been an avid fan of the NBA for many years, so I probably won't watch a lot of the games just because, like I said, I am a fan of the NBA. Right. Um, but I think you're right. I think you know this whole COVID nineteen problem is a problem that's not going away and fast, and it ain't going away fast enough for all of us when you think about it. Right. Uh, if they're thinking that they're going to be able to have a regular season, obviously they're fooling themselves. Um, it's true that the vaccine is here, but, you know, the reality of the matter is you're not jumping the line. You're going to have to wait to get the vaccine. The season is about to start. So guess what? You're, you're, you're going to have, you know, certain games that are going to have to be altered. Some players are going to have to be quarantined because they stepped out of bounds and did what they weren't supposed to do. And, all that stuff is going to, is going to, like you said, it's going to make the season interesting. Well, it's different with the NFL. You get five or college football, you get five players out. You still have 55. Right. You know, NBA, you got 15 players, excuse me, and you lose five of them. You know, it's kind of hard to. All right. Before we go, Kevin Green, a longtime NFL player with the Steelers and uh, defensive end, just terrorized quarterbacks, 15-year career, died today. Didn't say what, uh, but only 58 years old. Wow. And, uh, the, uh, let me just say this to people out there. The average lifespan of a player who plays four years in the NFL is 53 years old. 53. Wow. So this is a kind of beating, and it, especially the older players like myself who, you know, sports medicine didn't what it what used to be back then. You know, there was a lot of uh, stimulants being taken to get up and then come down afterwards. So it's, uh, you hate to see somebody like him. You think he's in great shape and boom, he's gone at 58. 
you know, so our condolences to his family and uh, he played for the 49ers for a year or two. So he's a great guy, great with the media and uh, gone at 58. It's your age, gone. Yeah, that's, that's, that's just a shame. I remember him when he was with the Steelers and really just a, a in my opinion, just a, a hustler, if you will. Yeah. What do you want on the football field? You just right. you couldn't you couldn't beat him because he just out hustled you, you know. Exactly. Um uh, it gave gave us fits when we were playing with the Rams. Okay. <laughs> it gave, right. It gave the Niners fits. Um interesting and, too, interesting too, for the first time since 1942, the Rose Bowl is going to be played outside of California in Irving, Texas, right? Because of the guidelines. Regarding COVID nineteen, they're playing at Cowboys Stadium, and it's this year. It's one of the playoff games. It's a semifinal game, the Sugar Bowl and the Rose Bowl. Right. So they'll be playing in Dallas and New Orleans. So um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. And I can't believe Ohio State got in with six wins. <laughs> so and then Debo Samuel, Debo, uh, yeah, Debo, the head coach is Clemson. They have a coaches poll. He ranked Ohio State eleventh. Wow. And he put six more teams ahead of them. And the Clemson, I think, is facing Ohio State in the first round. And Alabama gets Notre Dame, who, you know, Clemson beat them 34 to three. Does Notre Dame belong in there? You know, Texas AM's a lot better team, if you ask me. So yep. anyway. All right. Well, going on as usual. Yep. And we're gonna have to on that note go ahead and shut it down. It's been a great week of sports and First of all, Mike, as always, you covered very well. Fantastic job. Uh, this is Game Face. I am your host, Richard the Razor, joined with my great co-host, Mike the Shoe Schumann, Super Bowl champion, Mike the Shoe Schumann. Tune in next week. You can come in and sit down and put your feet up, but you better have your game face on. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.